Welcome into another edition of the WISports.net podcast. I'm Travis Wilson, general manager at WISports.net, and your host for the WSN podcast. As we are into a fun time of the year, winter sports, playoffs, postseasons, tournaments, fully underway. And this week on the WSN podcast, we're going to focus on the girls' basketball playoffs, which begin tomorrow night on Tuesday, continuing on Friday, regional finals on Saturday, and then, of course, sectionals next week. You may have seen already there have been some state championships uh, contested. State swimming and diving was last weekend. Uh, sectional wrestling has already been held. Um, just a lot going on in uh, in winter sports. And, and boys get underway next week. The, the regional uh, playoff brackets came out yesterday. But today on the WSN podcast, we are going to focus on girls basketball. We're going to bring in our girls basketball expert, Norbert Durst, in just a moment to talk about the upcoming girls basketball playoffs. Let's remind you to help save lives on Wisconsin roads. The life you save might just be yours. Make the commitment to yourself and passengers that are with you by buckling up and putting the phone down every trip, every time. To find out more, take the pledge at wisconsindot.gov. Well, let's bring in Norbert Durst, again, our girls basketball expert at wisports.net to talk all things girls basketball playoffs. Norb, it's finally here. It's a long season, 24 games for most teams in the books, and now on to the postseason. Uh, certainly a, a fun and exciting time of the year. Yeah, definitely. And while, you know, this basketball season is long, it really, that once we get past about January, it really kind of flies by. It's like days are long, but weeks are kind of short in a way um, just because, you know, everything's going on. So it's a very busy time of the year, but nothing more exciting than uh, high school basketball postseason. Well, to give uh, folks a little idea of what we're going to do on today's show, similar to what we've done in the past on our uh, playoff preview specials, we're going to break down each division with Norbert, talking about some of the favorites in the different sectionals, talking about some of the teams to keep an eye on as sleepers, maybe top players, storylines, all that good stuff uh, coming up on the uh, WSN podcast uh, today. Uh, we'll start in division one in just a moment, but as we, uh, as we kind of look over just generalities, for right now, let's start with the seeding. Um, certainly, a topic of conversation all the time, every year, going back to when it was predetermined, and then it was done by the coaches, and and now done by a seeding formula developed by the WIAA. Norb, uh, this is the second year, uh, second full year that we have had computerized seeding and, and formula seeding. Any initial reactions on on how it seemed to go this year, and anything that really stood out as kind of outliers this year? You know, it's uh, certainly much better than it was last year. Um, cleaning up, especially th those uh, Milwaukee area um, sectionals, uh, just a lot of those where, you know, some of those teams got a little bit higher seed than maybe they should have. And there were certainly still a few this year, but, uh, um, you know, some maybe that stand out. Uh, we'll go to Division Three. Somerset getting the one seed over Prescott. Prescott beat them twice in the regular season. And you can also throw in St. Croix Falls there. Who uh, reached a state tournament last season? They got the three seed in that sectional, and and uh, also in that same sectional, uh, Elk Mound got a one seed over West Salem. Elk Mound had a better record. Uh, West Salem probably played better competition throughout the year, as Elk Mound did. You know, play down and play a lot of Division Four teams, um, which uh, um, will help the resume a little bit there. Uh, probably the biggest uh, surprise across all of them is is St. Augustine Prep getting the one seed. Um, in the uh, sectional four, um, as mentioned a little bit earlier, Racine Lutheran could have got that one, maybe even St. Thomas Moore. Um, St. Uh, Augustine Prep had a 11 and six record in the and uh, competing in the Lake City and the Lake City, as uh, we've seen in uh, well new new conference, but as we've seen those teams in the past, just you know they're they're not quite to the level of some of those other um, WIA teams, especially in Division Three. Um, and then you know there's. There's some across the boards where, you know, maybe a two could have got a one, you know, those those two threes. I mean, that really affects, you know, who gets that home game and maybe like uh, Edgar getting the, the two seed over Athens and getting a home game. Maybe that can give them an advantage in that game. Um, but otherwise, I mean, uh, for the most part, I think it went pretty well this year. There's always going to be some, uh, you know, questions and, you know, when teams play in larger conferences and move down to smaller ones and vice versa. Um, that's going to affect those those uh, seeds as well. 
And as we have seen over the years, whether it's, again, uh, predetermined seeds, whether it's coaches' seeds, there's always going to be people that feel like they did not get seated where they wanted to. Um, there was always disagreements, sometimes very vocal disagreements at uh, seed meetings by the coaches. Uh, so nothing's going to be perfect. There's going to be people that feel like they should have gotten a different seed than than what they did. And just to remind everybody, the the criteria, the factors that are used in the seeding boys and girls, it's the same same uh, factor, same formula, uh, are available on the WI website. The weight of each factor is not publicly released, but the, the factors that are involved are your own winning percentage. And then there's four other ones, and all of those four other ones deal with essentially strength of schedule. They include opponent's winning percentage, your opponent's opponent's winning percentage, your defeated opponent's winning percentage, and your defeated opponent's opponent's winning percentage. And those last two, talking about defeated opponents, uh, attempting to give uh, more value to beating good teams, not just playing good teams, but actually beating good teams. So again, that information is available on the WIA website, just not the exact weighting of uh, of those factors. So let's uh, let's move into, though, kind of the, the discussion of the tournament, and we'll start in Division One, the largest schools in the state of Wisconsin. Um, always a lot of of intrigue, and just a reminder from last year: uh, Kettle Moraine won the Division One state title last year, beating Appleton East in the state title game. De Pere and Brookfield East were also state semifinalists. Uh, Nord, let's start in Division One, Sectional One, which has seventeen teams included in that grouping, or excuse me, eighteen teams included in that grouping where Nina was the number one seed. What are we looking for in division one, sectional one as maybe our favorite coming out of there? You know, Nina is the favorite, uh, uh, superior got the two seed, but I'd say Hortonville is a, is a top contender to Nina. Uh, Hortonville did lose Kelly Pepler to an ACL injury this season, but, uh, they're, they're still firing on all cylinders with, with those other kids led by Rainey Wilson and coming back to Nina, when you got Ellie Zabel, um, she's headed to Yukon, a junior, um, you know, you're going to be able to do a lot of things really well. And maybe in, in the tournament, we'll see some of that scoring increase for her a little bit. Well, this year, her scoring has been down a bit, but, you know, she's getting help from other kids. And for in order to win state titles, you need to have uh, more than just one score on the court. So I think that's that's where you're putting them as being the favorite in sectional one. In sectional one in division one is always so interesting to me because you have teams stretching from the Fox Valley area across central Wisconsin with many of the Wisconsin Valley Conference teams, all the way up to Superior, all the way over to the Eau Claire area in Hudson, down to the lacrosse area with Holman. There's just such a large swath of teams that it can be really difficult sometimes to compare them. Now, one thing that we have seen sometimes is the uh, the FBA for uh, fare pretty well, including Nina, the top-ranked team. Are there any of those lower-seeded teams that that might be able to make a run because of the conference they play in, the strength of of uh, you know what they faced in the regular season. Anybody that strikes you as maybe a little bit of a sleeper in in that sectional? Well, to go a little bit deep on the sleeper part, because I I really think the FBA is just at a different level than you know even in the top part of of uh, the Wisconsin Valley. So maybe like in Appleton East, uh, where they you know they were state runner up last year. They lost a lot of kids from last year's team, but they still have Sammy Byer and they play in a tough league and. You know, whereas Wausau West, maybe they're also in that mix, I'd say, as well, because they, they played some really good teams this year. So I think they've got a little more uh, of a battle test than some of those other teams from the uh, Wisconsin Valley. Um, but, uh, you know, Marshfield may be in there as well with Stevens Point. But I just think those are all still notches down from what the FBA is, especially the FBA uh, from from one to probably six or seven. All right, well, let's move on to sectional two. That is a group that, again, has a pretty diverse group of teams all the way down from the Milwaukee area, including Milwaukee city conference teams to some of the suburban teams in the Milwaukee area up to the Fox Valley, up to the green Bay area. Uh, again, a lot of different types of teams. The uh, number one seed in that group is Germantown led by senior Yukon commit KK Arnold. Uh, are, are the Warhawks the favorites to come out of there after winning a state title a couple of years ago in, in Arnold's sophomore campaign is she, you know, that kind of player that can carry them to the state tournament. 
Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, she definitely is. And, you know, in those big games this year, she's been, been huge in them. A win over Verona. That's a nice win for them. Um, you know, they lost twice to Brookfield East, but they played a very strong schedule and that's what led to, you know, those five losses. But, you know, when you got KK Arnold, uh, there's the, the sky's the limit. And, you know, if they can get some kids to knock down some outside shots, not only can they get to the state tournament, they could maybe, uh, take some hardware home with them. Um, in this sectional, it kind of looked like initially that it'd be, you know, uh, Germantown, Kakana, uh, they faced each other last year, but unfortunately, um, Zarnicki from Kakana suffered an ACL injury that was actually against Germantown at the Watertown holiday shootout. Um, and while they still have Alexa Keenness on that team, they just said they've dropped off a bit. Um, so I really do think Germantown's a favorite there. And in Homestead, who, you know, out of the North Shore, they've been playing some really good basketball this season as well led by Madison Fitzgibbon, um, you know, maybe uh, uh, Hartford, um, led by McKenna Christian, a sophomore. Maybe they can make a run there. They're a four seed. But uh, with K.K. Arnold and, and Germantown, they're definitely the favorite in uh, sectional two. All right, let's continue our look as we move on to sectional three in Division One. A number of greater Metro Conference teams, some teams from the Milwaukee area, or excuse me, in the Madison area, including many of the Big Eight Conference schools. What are we looking at in sectional three in Division One? This is the strongest sectional across uh, the four sectionals. Uh, the, just a lot more depth, but obviously at the top here, when you're talking Brookfield East, uh, you know they got to the state tournament last year, and a Plemer. Uh, uh, and Shea Kelly, they lead the way there. Uh, freshman Maya Kovacic, uh, Kovacic uh, she's doing very well for them as a freshman. And she's really been a huge spark for them to maybe show that they're not just a team to get to the state tournament, but to take home some hardware. But, you know, Arrowhead, uh, they're a really good team, young team. Um, Bella Sam's a senior on that team. And Natalie Cuso, a freshman, she's got uh, Big Ten offers already. Um, strong team. And Verona is a three seed. Uh, a very, very good team. Uh, one law, they just have two losses this year. One of those was to Notre Dame without their star, uh, Taylor Stremlo, uh, for Rona, that is. She's headed to Iowa. And their other loss was to Germantown. And, you know, that was a back and forth game down the stretch. So, um, really should be very exciting at the top three. Sun Prairie West got the four, but I just don't think they're quite to the level that those top three teams are. Um, should be very exciting in this sectional for sure, just because of that, that star power and, you know, just the depth overall where, you know, you could see maybe a team go down in a, in a sectional semi or that you'd maybe expect to get to the state tournament this season. In sectional four of division one, the number one seed is the defending division one state champion Kettle Moraine lasers ranked number one in our uh, most recent Wisports.net coaches poll that came out. Also down in that grouping, the Southeast Conference teams, Franklin seated second, Oak Creek third. That was, of course, the storyline this year. Oak Creek's lengthy, lengthy conference winning streak going down at the hands of the Franklin Sabres. How heavy of a favorite is Kettle Moraine to come out of this grouping? As heavy as you can get. <laughs> I, I, they're just that much better than everybody in that sectional. Um, you know, again, that sectional just isn't quite as strong as maybe we've seen in the past. But yeah, they're certainly heavy favorite. Grace Graholski, you know, she's uh, uh, one of the top players in the senior class. She'll be in the mix for Miss Basketball with KK Arnold. Braylon Torres has been playing very good basketball for them. It's a matter of for them to, you know, they should get to the state tournament for them to make, you know, that repeat, which hasn't happened since Appleton North did it uh, in 2018. Um, they're going to need, you know, a third or fourth score. Maddie uh, Scoff has played well for them. And, you know, while you could probably could ride Grace Graholski and uh, Braylon Torres to to win another state title, I think they are going to need a little bit more help. But, you know, uh, it's definitely going to be exciting as long as they can get to that state turn, which, you know, it, it does appear look like uh, they got a pretty good chance. Well, let's fire up some bulletin board material, Norb. And uh, if you're ready, if, if you've uh, got that far in your preparations, give us your picks for uh, state tournament and you know, who you think is going to hoist that gold ball this year? Picks for the state tournament. I'll just go through the uh, sectionals. Um, I have Nina beating Hortonville, Germantown beating Homestead, Verona beating Brookfield East, and Catamaran beating Oak Creek. Uh, getting to state, uh, now, you know, obviously they're going to be seated at state, so that these could change. 
even if they are the same teams. I've Kettle Moraine beating Germantown, Nina beating Verona. And uh, while I, I believe Kettle Moraine didn't have a problem with me doing this last year, and it's such such a tough decision here, but I'm going to go Nina over Kettle Moraine in the title game. So that one probably is going to stir a little heat up in uh, Southeast Wisconsin for me. All right. Well, if you uh, are upset about Norbert's picks, you can find him on Twitter at Norbert Durst. Uh, if you use it as bulletin board material, please make sure you at least send them a state championship shirt. If you should go Certainly. on to win a state title, maybe uh, maybe even a, a title ring um, would be nice. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it, we do this every year. Obviously, uh, all of us do it for the sports that we cover. It's uh, a good way to to be excited and talk about the teams. If people get too bent out of shape about it, well, okay, that's their prerogative. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll move on to Division Two, and uh, we'll start in Sectional One, which is a, a number of those teams in kind of the western and northwestern part of the state. Teams out of the Mississippi Valley Conference, the big uh, big rivers, including also some teams on the the lower side of the bracket as you move into Central Wisconsin, the Great Northern Conference, even over into the outskirts of the Fox Valley area with a team like New London. So again, a large swath of teams. What are we looking at in sectional one division two as the top teams to watch there? You know, it's a pretty wide open sectional. Uh, I really think Lakeland is the favorite. Uh, they didn't get a top seed, but you know, they did play some of those um, pretty good non-conference games. And you know, when you don't win them, you're getting maybe take a little bit of a hit for it. But uh, when it comes down to it, you know, it, playing those games is going to help them down the stretch. And that's where I think Lakeland is going to get to the state tournament this year, uh, led by Juliana. We met and her younger sister, Christina, we met uh, mom, Melissa coaches that team. And, you know, uh, top contender, I'd probably say is Menominee who got to the state tournament last year, much different team than last season. But again, they play in a, a big league and they're battle tested when it comes down to this point of the year. But uh, as as a whole, like this sectional is pretty wide open still, even though I do think Lakeland is the favorite. Well, talking about wide open, looking at the uh, latest Wisports.net coaches poll for Division Two, correct me if I'm wrong, Norb. There's not a single ranked team in this sectional. Correct. Wow. Yeah, that, Lakeland. Uh, I think I had them in the preseason, but you know, with those non-conference losses early in the year, they kind of just uh, didn't get a chance to get back into those rankings. Well, let's move on to, to sectional two in division two, where Notre Dame, the defending state champion, is the top seeded team in their group. Uh, whereas Beaver Dam, another, of course, powerhouse team, back at it as a top seed in the lower part of the bracket. Uh, a number of ranked teams there, including Cedarburg. Um, are, are we are we set up for a Notre Dame Beaver Dam showdown? Yeah, we certainly are. And you know, they're the uh, the winner of this sectional has won the last five state titles. Again, Beaver Dam winning three consecutive, uh, the COVID shutdown year, and then uh, Notre Dame winning the last two. So it's it's been Notre Dame and Beaver Dam the last number of years. Even you know when Notre Dame or when Beaver Dam won those state titles, you know Notre Dame took a uh, you know was pretty competitive with them in those contests as well. Even though they didn't get to the state tournament, so it's really going to come down to those two teams. Uh, Cedarburg. Uh, you know, they have a chance to maybe upset Beaver Dam, but uh, I really do think it's Beaver Dam and Notre Dame. And we'll see if we can get that matchup again, because it's it should be pretty exciting because Beaver Dam is a team that, you know, they they haven't been healthy all season. Uh, Maddie Wilkie missed part of the, or Maddie Wilkie, uh, Gabby Wilkie missed part of the season. And, uh, and Natalia Donaldson has been playing really well for them. But when you have Gracie Grash, Trista Feta, Hope Barrington, Peyton Musial, Sydney Whitehouse, I mean, Notre Dame is loaded and they're deep. Uh, with a lot of talent. So that's going to be a tough matchup, but it should be a fun one still. All right, let's move on in division two. We'll uh, we'll take a look at sectional three, which is many of the Badger Conference schools in the, especially in the upper half of that grouping, many of the Southern Lake schools and a few other Milwaukee area teams in the bottom part of that grouping. Um, Pretty balanced group as you look at it, maybe. Monona Grove got the one seed in the top. Uh, McFarland is the two. Reedsburg's the three uh, with Sydney Cherney uh, pumping out points uh, all over the place this year. Um, pretty balanced sectional two, or excuse me, sectional three, do you think? Yeah, I think so. I think it's uh, pretty strong at the top with 
with uh, Union Grill, Waukesha West, McFarland, and, and Monona Grill. So those those ones and two seeds. And, you know, those other teams that, you know, DeForest, Reedsburg, Sauk Prairie, those are quality teams, even though the records might not be as great as the top. But, you know, for me, it, it's uh, Waukesha West and Union Grill, probably the top teams there. Uh, uh, those teams would most likely meet in a sectional semifinal. They played last year. Union Grove won that game. They played in the regular season this year. It was early in the year, and Union Grove won that one. Um, so it, it should be another really good battle. Uh, Waukesha West was a team that, uh, starting the year, they you know have, have a new point guard. They Over the summer, they lost a kid to an ACL. So they had some moving parts to start the year, and I think they're playing some really good basketball right now. Um, Annika Hellendrung, Maddie Anderson, Caden Crone. Um, but Sophia Rampula from Union Grove, she's one heck of a player. Cindy Ludvigian, can't say her last name apparently, is uh, shooting the ball really well for Union Grove. Um, but, uh, you know, I, it, there's a potential there for McFarland to get through on the other side. Uh, Tegan Mullaney, she's been, you know, a scoring machine for them, a junior, uh, uncommitted still, but she's got a, a long list of Division One offers. So there's a lot of talent, pretty good depth, but I would say it's going to come down to uh, most likely Waukesha West Union Grove in that sectional semi. The last two years, uh, that sectional has been represented by the Reedsburg Beavers, uh, but perhaps some uh, some new blood coming out of sectional three. All right, well, let's take a look at sectional four, mostly the Milwaukee area teams down there, including last year's runner-up, Pewaukee. Uh, you've also got Pius as a, uh, as a ranked team at the top of that grouping. Maybe not quite as much uh, depth or or strength as as maybe the other sectionals, but uh, you know with Pewaukee and with Pius, I mean that's some pretty good top end talent anyway. Yeah, New Berlin West, New Berlin Eisenhower, they've been competitive this year. Wisconsin Lutheran knocked off uh, um, Pius earlier in the year, and that might have been their first loss over Pius, and I don't even know how long. Um, so there there is some other teams in the mix, but when you have Pewaukee in there, it's it's not quite to the extreme of like the kettle moraine sectional. Cause I think this sectional is a lot stronger, but Pewaukee is just that good. Uh, Pewaukee, Notre Dame, they're, they're two of the best teams in all of basketball, regardless of division. So it, when you're talking about them comparing Pewaukee to a pious, you know, I just think Pewaukee's just had a different level with Amy Terry and Anna Terry and Giselle Janowski than what pious is this year. Uh, they played a better non-conference schedule. And, you know, when they went head to head, while I think one of them was a little closer, it's, Pewaukee is a really tough team to beat and that, that intensity, the depth that they have, you know, just very similar to how, how Notre Dame plays so that uh, it's going to be a tall task for anybody in that sectional. Just like on the boys side, what an incredibly impressive schedule put together by Pewaukee, you know, not only the the conference opponents, but you look at non-conference, they started the year with D2 champion Notre Dame beat them in a close game, lost to Ketta Moraine in a, in a close game, beat Germantown. Uh, they beat Brookfield Central, beat Oak Creek, beat Union Grove, just an amazing, uh, beat Brookfield East, just an amazing schedule that they put together and uh, certainly will prepare them well for the postseason and for the state tournament. So let's get your picks, Norb, as we've gone through all four sectionals now in Division Two. your picks to come out of Division Two, And uh, as you said, we, we don't know the exact matchups uh, potentially because of the, the seeding, but you know, maybe, maybe are, are we looking at a rematch potentially from last year of Notre Dame and Pewaukee in a title game? I really think we're going to see that rematch, but I'll go through the sectionals here. Uh, I have Lakeland over Menominee in sectional one, sectional two, Notre Dame over Beaver Dam, sectional three, Waukesha West over McFarland and sectional four, Pewaukee over Pius. Um, and then after the state tournament, uh, Notre Dame over Lakeland and Pewaukee over Waukesha West, which gets us to that rematch. Um, you know, Notre Dame's trying to, to three-peat and Pewaukee is trying to end that end that uh, that run that Notre Dame has been on. And that game could be an epic one. Uh, the, as you noted, uh, Pewaukee beat Notre Dame to start the year. Trista Feta did not play in that game. Notre Dame's point guard that's going to Illinois State. Um but you know, in if you look down the road here, Pewaukee also had a lot of young has a lot of young players on their team. Giselle Janowski, freshman. They have a couple other freshmen that play really well for them. And it kind of just even though you know Amy Terrian, Anna Terrian, uh played last year and you know helped them get to the state, uh, finish as a state runner up. 
you know, they're a year older and that's going to help them too. So that really should just set up a, an epic championship game if we can see that happen. All right, before we move on to Division Three, let's uh, take another chance to remind everybody out there to help save lives on Wisconsin roads. The life you save might just be yours. Make the commitment to yourself and passengers that are with you by buckling up and putting the phone down every trip, every time. To find out more, take the pledge at wisconsindot.gov. Well, as everybody has uh, perhaps seen by now, we are looking at the possibility of some, some weather issues later this week, potentially lingering into Friday. So hopefully everything gets cleared up and, and people can get safely to their events on uh, all week, but especially on Friday with the girls tournament games that begin uh, or that will be held on, on Friday. Uh, so make sure again, you're, you're taking care of what you need to, especially if there's poor weather and poor driving conditions, put the phone down, uh, put your seatbelt on, make sure everybody gets there safely and gets home safely. Well, Norbo we'll move on to division three. As we take a look at all of the, the sectionals, as we go through, uh, sectional number one, you did mention a little bit earlier that maybe there was a little bit of a, a surprise and some seeding there. Um, you know, sectional one's always kind of that northwestern sectional, teams from the middle border, hard of north. Going down at the bottom part of that grouping, you get teams from the Cooley Conference, the South Central. Um, you, you, you teased and mentioned Somerset and Prescott. Uh, what else are we looking at in sectional number one in Division Three? Yeah, uh, we're also looking at, you know, Somerset, while they did, you know, sneak in that uh, that one seed, you know, there's still a reason why they're the one seed, even though I think Prescott deserved that one seed. Um, it, you know, it's pretty pretty wide open. I mean, it's uh, maybe similar to Division Two, uh, Sectional 1, where, at, where you have teams like, you know, uh, St. Croix Falls, who's a three seed. They got to the state tournament last season. Uh, Altoona is playing good basketball right now. They beat Prescott earlier uh, a couple weeks ago. So I just think there's a lot of a lot of teams that have the potential to get to the state tournament. And sometimes it's just a matter of who's playing the best ball at the end of the season. All right. Well, let's look at sectional two, Norb, where a, a number of the teams are from the northeastern part of the state, including the Northeastern Conference. Um, do pull over into the, the CWC a little bit. Packerland, the bottom part of that grouping includes the Big Eight. Or excuse me, Big East Conference, Eastern Wisconsin, some flyway teams in there. But it does include the number one team in the state in the most recent WIS Sports Coaches Poll, and I think the number one team most of the year, the Freedom Irish. They are the top seed in their half of that sectional. Uh, what are we looking at sectional two, where, again, top-ranked Freedom earned a one seed? Yeah, they are definitely the the favorite Freedom, as uh, only loss of the year was to Wapon, and while they did, uh, that was a – kind of a bad loss of 20 plus points uh but in, in a note in that game uh i believe uh they had at least one player out with uh with a concussion i believe and they had just lost a, a player before that to an acl injury and while you know we're not here to say excuses about a game it does factor into the, those games especially when it's a quick turnaround playing a really good team like wapon is the defending division three state champion but since then they've been playing really good basketball uh, they they just uh, they have a win over Kewaskum, who's in their sectional this year. Kewaskum was with Wapon last year. Now got moved into this sectional with Freedom. Um, so, but I think Freedom's just been tested and and proven that they're they're a team to not just get to the state tournament, but a team that could take home the gold ball. Um, so, where they're definitely the favorite in the sectional. All right, let's move on to sectional three, which is kind of the southwestern part of the state uh, for for much of that grouping, including south teams from the Southwest Conference. You got teams from the uh, Rock Valley, from the Capital Conference down there. It does pull into kind of that you know east central area, some east central teams as well, and all the way down into the Milwaukee area. But uh, it does include the defending champion Wapan Warriors, who are a two seed in their grouping behind Lake Mills, who is the second ranked team in the latest coaches poll uh pretty uh pretty good group of contenders especially at the top it seems like in that sectional well this sectional is it's it's been the toughest one in, in uh division three for a number of years now uh the winner of this sectional has won six of the last seven state titles including the previous five so you know it, you can kind of point to this sectional lately i mean like if you can get out of here you're going to win a state title um, you know, there's been the the Whitewater. Uh, they won it. Uh, Edgewood won it out of here. Wapon 
recently. So th- there's been some really good teams t- coming out of this sectional and it's proven that it's a very strong sectional. And, and when you have Wapon who, while, you know, again, they're 17 and seven, you know, they got some losses, but that's kind of expected. They lost, they lost some good players from last year's team. And when you have a very tough schedule, you know, it's going to result in some losses as well to where, you know, while Lake Mills did upset them in overtime at the Watertown holiday shootout, uh, you know, it's a couple plays here or there. And Wapong could have came out on top of that one, changed the landscape a bit in that sectional. But I think in the end, Wapong just is a team that's going to find a way to get to the state tournament. I was almost going, I was going through and I'm like, it's almost like how can't you pick them to get through there? They just have too much star power. Kale Peterson, uh, Lydia Alzma, um, Gracie Gopalan, um, you know, those are really tough players. And when it comes down to it, you know, I'll take those guards while Lake Mills has pretty good guard play, um, a really strong post and Bella Pita. And that's really what made the difference when they matched up earlier in this season. Bella Pita had, I think it was 30 points and like 26 rebounds in that contest. So, you know, if it comes down to one of those grind out games, uh, Lake Mills is certainly a team that can upset Wapon. All right, let's move on to sectional number four. Teams from the Milwaukee area, you've got Dominican as a top seed. They are in the rankings, actually fourth this week. Milwaukee Academy of Science is a ranked team. They got a three seed behind university school. Uh, The bottom part of that bracket, you you referenced earlier, St. Augustine Prep getting a top seed. Uh, One of those schools that is, is tough and tricky because they don't, not everybody in their league is a WIAA school and and how that Mm -hmm. factors and is used. Um, fair to say maybe not as strong of a sectional overall, especially depth wise as some of the others. Uh, on the top of the sectional, I think is very strong. The bottom half is not so strong. Um, I think it's pretty, you know, uh, when you're, when you actually, I think I got my, my sectionals mixed up here. I'm thinking, I'm thinking about sectional number in division four, excuse me here. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I think overall just, it's pretty, it's weaker than the other sectionals. It's really going to come down to D- Dominican and Milwaukee Academy of Science, I believe, uh, you know, Catholic Memorial who plays in the classic eight might make some noise. Um, it's tough matchup to start though. When you get Milwaukee Academy of Science, Jefferson, why I think they had a seven seed, you know, they also could make some noise in, in the, being in the bottom half of that sectional where again, some of those teams, it, the strength of it just isn't to where uh, some of the other sectionals are this year. So um, Dominican looks like the team to beat and, you know, they have been playing some pretty good basketball. I got to see them play, uh, the Prairie school, uh, last month, they started the game off strong and the Prairie school, uh, took control and won that contest, but I could see Dominican was a team that's going to make a good run to the, to the postseason. Well, we've gone through all four sectionals in division three, who are we going to make happy with predictions to get to state Norb and ultimately win division three? We're going St. Croix Falls over Altoon in sectional one. Freedom over Kewaskum, sectional two. Again, that's a rematch of earlier in this year. Wapon over Prairie du Chien, sectional three. And Dominican over Racine Lutheran in sectional four. Then at the state tournament, going Freedom over St. Croix Falls. I believe they matched up last year. And Wapon over Dominican. I believe those are the same matchups as we had last season in those semifinals. And then... I'm going to flip it and uh, go where I started the season and go freedom over Wapon in the state championship game freedom while, you know, they got their doors blown off in that, in that first game, you know, the team, the team has changed. They didn't, they weren't at full strength. So I think that's going to make the difference. And, you know, we'll see if a, a team that isn't in sectional three can win a state title because it's been tough in division three this in the last uh, number of years. All right, we're uh, over halfway through our look at the girls basketball tournament coming up, uh, playoffs, as we are through section, or excuse me, Division Three. Moving on to Division Four with our girls basketball expert at Wisports.net, Norbert Durst. Reminder: you can follow him at Norbert Durst. If you don't like his picks, that's where you can hit him up on Twitter and give him all the hard times that you'd uh, that you'd like. Um, Division Four, Norb. We'll uh, take a look at Sectional One to begin with. Phillips is a top seed in the top part of that bracket. Nielsville the number one seed in the bottom part. What are we thinking? What are we looking in division four sectional number one? Yeah. Neilsville is a clear favorite. Um, It's really going to be interesting to see if anybody can maybe uh, speed them up a little bit because Neilsville 
uh, Coach John Geyer, they like to play slow. And when they play good teams, they'll play even a little bit slower. Um, so it, it's difficult for, you know, some of those matchups where, you know, limit possessions where Phil, Phillips likes to play fast and that, you know, maybe they can meet up in a sectional final. But, you know, Nielsville is just a very tough team, very well coached. And it's going to be tough for, for a team to come out on top of, of playing them just because of their style and their ability to play defense. You mentioned Nielsville and, and kind of playing slower. I remember, I don't even remember what year it was now. It was, uh, must've been 10 years or so ago. Now, uh, Nielsville playing in the state tournament, Jenny Lidner was an outstanding player for them. And certainly they, they love to control the tempo and, and keep the games, uh, down a little bit in the, uh, in the scoring column. So we'll see if, uh, if they can make that work again here in the playoffs. Well, let's look at sectional number two, where, you know, a lot of Northeastern type teams, North Central type teams. You've got St. Mary Catholic as one of the top seeds there, as well as Crandon as a top seed in that grouping. Uh, St. Mary Catholic is, uh, I believe, has one loss and might be the only ranked team out of this group. Um, but what are we thinking about sectional two in division four? Well, don't forget about Westfield. They're ranked. They got a two seed. They got the two underneath uh, uh, yes, St. Mary yes. Catholic. Um, and Westfield's only loss here this year was to Laconia, but they did, they got, they got hit pretty good against Laconia. Laconia played really well against them at the Watertown holiday shootout. And it was one of those 20 plus wins, I believe, but you know, Westfield's a team that's played, you know, there's their conference isn't very strong. That's probably part of why they got a two seed. Um, but you know, they did go out there and play some good games. They beat Randolph, you know, they've, they beat, uh, Wanake, you know, they, they made sure Coach Luke Shawan made sure to to add to his his uh, non conference schedule this season because he knows he doesn't want to just get back to the state tournament. He wants to get a win and take home some uh, some hardware with him this season because it's you know they've got there the last couple of years, but you know it's it's always difficult in Division Four. There's always so many good teams uh, to get that that first game win is, is going to be tricky. But uh, you know I think they're the favorite even though, uh, as mentioned, St. Mary Catholic is, is the top seed there. Um, you know, they're playing good ball too. St. Mary's Catholic is, uh, um, you know, a team that can definitely beat Westfield. I just think Westfield's got a little bit too much firepower for them. And that is one of those one versus two, uh, situations where, you know, I, I don't know if it matters a ton if you're the one or two there, because ultimately you're going to meet in a sectional right. semifinal that's going to be a neutral site anyway. Sure, you you got to play the three seed as the two instead of playing the four seed. So there's there's that part of it. But uh, ultimately, if you beat the teams you're supposed to beat, you're going to play in a neutral site anyways. Uh, all right, so that's uh, the first couple sectionals in Division Four. In Sectional Three, we have Aquinas, always a state uh, state contender the top-ranked team in the WISP Sports Coaches Poll most of the year. Uh, the other number one seed down in that grouping is New Glarus, who's undefeated. Uh, the third-ranked team in Division Four. You've also got Cuba City, a bunch of pretty strong swall schools in uh, in that sectional. Um, so Aquinas, New Glarus, you know, two of the top three teams in the state right there in this uh, sectional. Yeah, and this sectional is, uh, you know, as we talked about in Division Three, this sectional is a strong one for Division Four. They've claimed six of the last eight state titles. You know, when you have Aquinas in your sectional, Mineral Points in there, uh, you know, they've done a lot of damage the last few years. So it's, it's, uh, you know, it's pretty proven to uh, they're the cream of the crop when it comes down to the best teams in Division Four. But uh, Aquinas is uh, led by Macy, Macy Dinarski, Samantha uh, Davis on that team as a freshman. They're just at a different level, I think. Uh, New, New Glarus, I think, has the best chance to come out of there uh, besides Aquinas. But uh, I think Aquinas just has a little too much firepower. Um, Shade Walt, uh, Lindsay Shade Walt from uh, um, New Glarus, really good player. Um, but, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a tall, tall task for them to knock off Cuba City and by, excuse me, uh, Aquinas, in my opinion. And, you know, let's not forget about Mineral Point, who is the defending Division Four state champion. They have lost to to uh, Cuba city twice, but you know, they're playing much better basketball at this time of the year um, than they did early in the year, of course, because, you know, a lot of changes throughout the roster. So, you know, they could also make a run here as well. 
But uh, Aquinas is going to be a tough team to beat. All right. Final sectional in Division Four is sectional number four, which includes Laconia, the top-ranked team in the top part of that bracket. Randolph is the defending Division Five state champion, but moved up to Division Four this year where they are a two-seed in the top part of that bracket. The Prairie School earned the top seed in the lower part, and Living Word Lutheran is the uh, top, uh, the number two seed, excuse me, in the lower part of that bracket. What are we looking at in sectional four? Top half of that sectional, very strong. When you're talking about having Laconia, Randolph, uh, Winnebago Lutheran, who just uh, defeated Laconia a couple weeks ago. Sheboygan Lutheran's been playing some pretty good ball. So I, it's, it's going to be a challenge to come through that top half. And on the other side, uh, the Prairie School, I, I think, has one of those uh, maybe pious-type walks to a sectional final um, just because they're just so much better than those teams, the rest of the teams in their half-sectional. So I really look for, you know, a uh, Laconia versus the Prairie School in that sectional sectional final, which could be a very, very good contest. Laconia's got a lot more depth, I'd say, than the Prairie School. Um but the Prairie School has J.J. Barnes, and, and she can score with the best of them. Um, and when you have a player like that, it, you know, get to, this, to, uh, to the tournament time, those kids take over usually. But Laconi, I just think a little bit more depth. And uh, and defense, when it matters, they, they've been battle-tested throughout the year as well. Uh, they played some good competition. So um, I think when it comes down to it, I'm going to go with Laconi here. But it's it's going to be a real good battle to even get out of their half-sectional because it is so strong. All right, time to move on to Division Five, the smallest group of schools in the state of hey, Wisconsin. We got to get our in here, Travis. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, uh, I'm skipping right over. I was trying to save you some some grief of uh, no. Some we gotta in, gotta uh, make sure they get, get me on Twitter here. <laughs> there you go. All right, so Division Four. I'm sorry, Norb. Um, your picks to get to state and win state. Uh, sectional One: Nielsville over Colfax. Sectional Two: Westfield over St. Mary Catholic. Sectional three, Aquinas over Naglaris. Sectional four, Laconia over LaPrairie School, as I just mentioned. And at the state tournament, again, you know, it's when you get to the state tournament, we're not sure how these teams are going to be seated, even if they got there. But um, given what's happened already, I'm going to say Aquinas over Westfield and Laconia over Nielsville. And we're going to set up, I believe that um, what could be the same thing as last year with Aquinas playing uh or excuse me, with Laconi playing in the championship game instead of Mineral Point in that game from that sectional three this year, I think it's going to be Aquinas and Aquinas, Aquinas coming out on top of that uh, Division Four. All right. Well, now let's move on to Division Five and our look at the smallest schools in the state of Wisconsin, where once again the uh, state champion from last year, the Randolph Rockets, move up to Division Four, opening things up in Division Five for someone else to come in and take home the gold ball. There are are there still three undefeated teams, Norb, in uh, in Division Five? There's two left: Albany and, uh, and Prairie Farm. Okay, uh, Blair Taylor went down; must have gone down last week. Yeah, to Alma Center, Lincoln. Okay, gotcha. Uh, so two undefeated teams remaining. There's not many. Um, in fact, those are well, no, I guess Nielsville and New Glarus are undefeated, but not many undefeated teams left. Let's just put it that way. Um, so Division Five, Sectional One. A lot of northern schools, a lot of Indian Head, Lakeland Conference schools in that grouping. The uh, South Shore uh, Red Wings, right? South Shore Red Wings? Is that just right? Cardinals. Is it Cardinals? Just Cardinals? Okay. Uh, is it located in Red Wing? Is that what? No, it's in uh, Port, Port, Port Wing. Wing. There we go. That's why I'm getting confused. The South Shore Cardinals, the top seed in the, uh, the top part of that bracket, they get a bye. The only team in that uh in that group to get a buy and then in the bottom part of the bracket prairie farm is the top seed they are the only team to get a buy in the lower part of that bracket so division one again a lot of indian head and lakeland conference schools um prairie uh, prairie farm undefeated are they the favorites to come out of that group you know they i think they might be the favorite uh but it, it's going to be a battle between them and mcdonald central in my opinion mcdonald central uh, a couple losses to start the year. I believe uh, one of their players, Aubrey Dorn, was out, missed a couple games uh, to start the season. Emily Cooper's been playing really well for them. But, you know, the Prairie School did 
did crank up their non-conference schedule, I think, is this year as well. They got uh, wins over uh, Colfax and Kadat, a couple quality Division Four teams there. Marnie Call leads them. Um, uh, and, they, you know, they're, they have 3,000-point scores. Sidney Junkins and Avery Hansen also went over 1,000 points. Um, but I just think McDonald Central with the the quality of opponents they've played, and especially the way they played recently, a couple losses recently to Nielsville. While you know, again, they're losses, but when you're playing Nielsville, you're playing a team that is very tough to beat. So uh, it's really going to help them out when you get to playoff time. And and as you know, the public schools don't like in that sectional. It's it's looking like McDonald Central is is the team to come out of there. I'm sure there will be no discussion or debate or uh, hand-wringing if that was the case, right? Oh, certainly not. So let's maybe not talk about other sectionals in Division 5. <laughs> yeah, let's not talk about the fact that Assumption is the top seed in sectional 2, at least the top half of that bracket. Uh, that is a full bracket, so they do have a game in the first round of the playoffs, which starts tomorrow night against Port Edwards. And then in the bottom part of that bracket, Wabino Leona is the top seed. They do get a buy into the second round. Uh, Sevastopol also gets a buy into the second round as there were a few teams that have dropped out of uh, Division Five competition, leaving some holes in, in that bracket. But uh, sectional two, Assumption's the top seed, another private school. Are we having that conversation? Are, uh, are, are we going to have that conversation when it comes down to it of Assumption getting to state and, the uh, again, the complaints that will bring? Well, it's just gonna, what's going to happen. I mean, um, but when you're when you're good, I guess you also have people that don't like you. I think that's what comes down to when you're Assumption, McDonald Central, those really good private schools. Uh, but Assumption is a team to beat. Uh, you know, they do have three losses. Uh, state runner up last year. This this sectional is a little a uh, little more competitive, I'd say, this year than it than it looked as uh, last year at least. Edgar's in there. Um, uh, we also have uh, um, other quality teams like at Iola Scandinavia, who dropped down to Division Division uh, Three this uh, Division Five this season. Athens is in there. Athens is one of the teams to beat. Assumption this year, um, and it really I think comes down to the health of of Assumption. They are without currently without Sarah Shaw, who's their team leader in in points and steals. Uh, she suffered a shoulder injury at the start of the month and. Um, she's out indefinitely currently, so I'm not sure if she's going to get back. Um, they still, they're still deep enough to get to the state tournament, um, without her, but you know, certainly when you got to have a kid that, uh, averages over six steals a game, it's, it'd be nice to have them on the court for the, for the playoffs. If, uh, if they can do that, they definitely, I think would be the favorite in all of division five, but you know, to get through this sectional still going to be strong because Athens has that length. Edgar is, is pretty strong. And, you know, as mentioned, Iola, uh, maybe didn't compete well against some of that better competition, the top competition in the uh, CWC, but you know, they're still a team that can surprise somebody. And you kind of talked about it uh, in, in this sectional, especially, but also even in a little bit in the, uh, in the other sectional division five is a, a division where a lot of times we see those schools that take advantage of the drop down effect where they're playing Division four or even division three opponents quite often during the regular season, whether it's the teams in the Merrowood, the Clover Belt, maybe even the CWC, like an Iola Scandinavia, that uh, again play tough competition during the regular season, larger competition, drop down in the playoffs and make a pretty nice run. So that's something we'll certainly be keeping an eye on. Well, let's move on. Division five, sectional number three, where Blair Taylor is the top seed. In the top part of that bracket, as you mentioned, they just lost to Alma Center Lincoln. Blair Taylor does get a bye, though, in the uh, first round of the playoffs. Um, interestingly enough, Alma Center Lincoln, excuse me, is not the two seed in that group, though. They are the three seed as the Hillsboro Tigers, coached by my friend and neighbor, Scott Egan, is the uh, number two seed down there. Bottom part of that bracket, you've got Belmont as the top seed. Kickapoo is the number two seed. Maybe not quite the, the depth in that bottom part of the bracket, but uh, certainly I think some pretty interesting competition, especially in that top group in sectional three. Yeah, certainly is. And there's a lot of teams I think that could get to the state tournament out of this sectional. I think to start the year or uh, heading into the season, you know, I thought Blair Taylor was that pretty clear, clear team, but I think you not even, even before the loss to Elma center Lincoln, they kind of just showed that while yes, they can get through it. 
there is they did show like some maybe some issues that they could run into when they play like a they did beat Royal in a non-conference game. Uh, they beat Cochrane Fountain City in their league. Uh, one of the games was pretty close though, so you kind of see that there is an ability to knock that team off. And you know, I think the the scenic bluff, especially at the top, is a little bit is better than the Dairyland. So you know, maybe that uh, uh, them kind of battling out a little bit, maybe a Hillsboro um, could knock them off or a Royal. Um, but I, I do think Belmont is the clear team in the bottom half of that. And while you know the five losses, um, you know, not. Uh, not as pretty as the Blair Taylor's 23 and one record, but you know, they're battle tested. I think Belmont's played some really good opponents this year and, you know, at mineral point, I believe they played new Glarus. They played some good teams. So uh, uh, while that record, you know, isn't that pretty, they could be the team to come out of that sectional just because of uh, you know, just the depth that they've had and they don't really have a kid that's going to, you know, one player that's going to score, score lights out but they got a lot of players that do it. They play good defense. And usually those type of things are going to be to be uh, recipes to win playoff games. So it, it, it could, should be very interesting for this sectional, just because I think there's just a lot of teams that could get there. Looking over the brackets as we are, are chatting here on Monday afternoon, it does remind me that there are some games in that grouping, especially that have been adjusted. Start times moved up uh, an hour or a couple hours, maybe. Uh, for Tuesday night, it does have, I think you had posted earlier, the lone game moved to tonight, Pittsville and Alma Pepin. Um, so just a reminder for everybody to keep an eye out on the weather, keep an eye out on the brackets, and we will certainly pass on any updates, changes that we are aware of, but you're going to want to stay stay tuned for tomorrow and certainly check things out before you head out to a game to make sure uh, the teams are are still playing and there hasn't been any time or uh, other adjustments. So, well, we're almost almost done, Nor. We got one sectional left of Division Five, and that is, uh, of course, sectional number four, where Albany is the top seeded team in uh, the top part of that bracket. The uh, the Albany Comets are undefeated. Lourdes Academy is the top seed in the lower part of that bracket. Um, what are we looking at there? I mean, it, again, it's a, a group of schools that's kind of all over the place. Just in the bottom part of that bracket, you go from the Milwaukee area to Oakfield and in, in Sheboygan to Wild Rose and Oneida Nation. I mean, that's quite a stretch of uh, of teams all the way up to Green Bay, New Lutheran. Quite a stretch of teams there in Division Five in uh, in sectional number four. Yeah, it's. Uh... I feel like, as I was saying, in all the sectionals in Division 5, I, Division 5 is just so wide open this year with Randolph moving up and just not having that clear number one. And while, you know, you could say maybe assumption earlier, there are just so many teams that could get there. And while Albany is undefeated, 24-0, and you know, it's they've won all their games, yes, but I'm just not sure if they've been battle-tested enough to say that they're clearly – uh, that team to come out of sectional number four. I think when you look at Lords Academy, you know, they played uh, maybe not so much in, in their immediate conference, but they played some pretty good non-conference game. They played Randolph, they played uh, St. Mary Catholic. Um, so, you know, that's a couple of their losses there. So I just think maybe just the regular schedule they've played um, is just a little bit better than what Albany's has. And but I think that could be a very competitive game if we see that contest. But, you know, there's a lot of other teams that maybe could make a run. Wild Rose, uh, you know, they made a nice run last season. Um, and then maybe like even uh, Nell Kirk Lake, Glenbula. I don't know if I've ever even said that on a podcast before. Now I probably butchered the name pretty good. But uh, they dropped down to Division 5 this year. And, you know, they're a team that uh, added a player in Corden Fromm that uh, – played at Keel last year, I believe. And she's putting up big numbers. They have a couple, they have another pretty good score in that team, Cat Miller. So it's, it's a, a situation where maybe a seven or an eight seed even comes out of there just because again, uh, in the big East, you might play a little bit better talent than some of these other, other teams in the sectional. I, I spent, uh, I was over in Elkhart Lake a couple of years ago for our anniversary. My wife and I stayed at the Osthoff resort in Elkhart Lake and had a, a nice weekend over there. It had a, Nice Italian restaurant. I don't know if I ever was over in Glen Beulah, though. Uh, and, and obviously located closely to Elkhart Lake, but I don't know the exact uh, orientation. So over over towards the Sheboygan area, um, not too far from Sheboygan. In fact, we went over to Sheboygan and, and checked out Lake Michigan on a cold, blustery October day. So 
but yeah, you know, that's we, we've talked about this before many times. It's it's fun to get out and see all these different places when you when you go to games and you know you you see different parts of the state that that maybe you otherwise would not. And and you have traveled to a ton of games this year and I'm sure got to to see a lot of different places. So that's always a, a fun part of what we get to do, checking out some of these different uh, different places. Well, let's wrap things up. And before I forget, um, let's get the Division Five picks from our girls basketball expert, Norbert Durst. Who are you going to make mad? Who are you going to make happy in Division Five, Norb? Well, Prairie Farms is not going to be happy with me because, as I mentioned earlier, I'm taking McDonald Central. I'm going to go with them over Siren in that uh, sectional one, sectional two assumption over Wabino Leona. That should be that could be a really good contest. They played early in the season. I believe it was a under a ten point game, maybe even a five point game there. Uh, Belmont over Blair Taylor. Uh, just not sold on Blair Taylor after watching them uh, a few times on a stream this year. Um, sectional four, I'm going Lords Academy over Albany in that game. Um, and at the state tournament, Assumption over Belmont, McDonald Central over Lords Academy, and Assumption over McDonald Central. So that's uh, what three private schools and I'm sorry, public schools. <laughs> Confirmed. Norb hates public schools. <laughs> Picks three out of the four. In Division Five to be private schools confirmed, especially hates those rich and valley schools, right? Oh, of course. Well, I did go to private school for my first, well, from first through eighth grade. So, I mean, that's, I guess maybe that's, that's where why. My that's why. Is. That's why. Yeah, that's why where your private school bias comes in. Um, <laughs> that private school is not even open anymore, right? No, it is not. It's been closed for a number of years. That's actually where a lot of those really good Western athletes went back in the day. The Templins, uh, Thompsons. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's where they all got their start at St. Anthony's in uh, Germantown. Not not the Germantown by Milwaukee, just a little unincorporated town of Germantown outside of Kaz. And, and of Kaz course, the Durst went there too. Correct. Yes. Well, uh, we've got our picks in, your picks in anyway, um, and we will have more picks in this week. Coming up tomorrow, before the games get started, we will have our staff and media partner picks on Wisports.net. You can check out Norb's uh, picks to get to the state tournament there. Uh, I'll have my picks in. Maybe I'll just copy and paste what Norb has and I'll just be lazy. Uh, no, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll go through and pick all the public uh, also schools. fill out. Yes. I'll pick all the public schools because I love the public schools. Everybody knows that. Um, but, uh, I'll, I'll go through it. And by the way, speaking of picks, if you haven't yet, make sure you check out the uh, girls basketball playoff pick them contest that Joe Herte does. Uh, from our, our message board. He's put that together the last few years on Bracket Maker. You can put your picks in to see how you stack up uh, throughout the playoffs against Norbert and, and everybody else involved. So you can do that. And again, you can find our staff and media partner picks coming up tomorrow as well as we are getting into the girls' basketball playoffs finally starting tomorrow. That was probably really annoying over the microphone, but knock on wood that we can get uh, all of our games in tomorrow and, and all of the games in Friday, uh, barring any weather issues. Um, great time of the year, Norb. Um, speaking of this time of the year, what else are we are we going to have on Wisports.net as uh, as these girls basketball playoffs uh, start and continue? Uh, I mentioned the uh, the staff and media partner picks. We've got the uh, the pick'em contest. What else do you have going on? Uh, for for girls content this week will there be some uh not sure if it'll be this week might be next week but senior award finalists will be out soon um obviously i'll pick all the all the games starting with uh those uh early regional games and each night i'll have all those uh picks and then have some recaps from it as well we're already getting into the the time to uh um the busy time of the year you know to work on all state and things like that. So there's a lot of prep for some of those other things as well, but uh, make sure to be checking out with sports.net daily, especially now that it's postseason time, uh, tons of content out each day. And, and it's definitely the best time of the year. So make sure you're out and about and checking out with sports.net. Well, I think we've uh, sufficiently probably made almost everybody mad at us after this podcast, except for kettle Moraine, Notre Dame, would you pick in individual? No, Cam actually, Cam might actually be mad at me because I didn't pick them. I didn't pick them last year, and they they made sure to tell me about it, which is fine. I mean, I enjoy oh, okay. that part. Okay. Of okay, so you you picked Nina over Kettle Marine. I'm sorry. So Correct. You, you, you made Nina 
happy or maybe mad because now they're the or favorite. Mad, yeah, um, sometimes you'd rather be yeah. picking against them than picking for them. So <laughs> yeah. So either which way, we made almost everybody mad. Uh, so I think that we accomplished our goal and uh, what we what we want to do here on the WSN podcast. Um, but uh, again, it's all in good fun, folks. Uh, please don't send Norbert nasty messages on Twitter. Don't send Mark Miller nasty messages on Twitter. If you want to send me nasty messages on Twitter, that's fine. I'll just block you. Um, so that's that. <laughs> it is a great time of the year, though, as we move into the girls' basketball playoffs. The boys' basketball playoffs start next week. We're uh, you know we're we're on to wrestling. Uh, sectionals, or excuse me, uh, state tournaments for team and individual coming up. Uh, the girls wrestling state tournament, individual wrestling state tournament for the first time ever will be featured at the Cole Center as uh, as part of the entire wrestling championships. You've got hockey state tournaments, all kinds of tournament action going on here in uh, in winter sports. And we're not far away from the, uh, the, the beginning of spring sports. My son uh, is not going to play baseball this year. He's played baseball coming up, but uh, gonna gonna run some track this this spring, or at least do some field events maybe. And I was looking at their schedule. I think the first day for track practice is March sixth, so we're only a couple weeks away from uh, spring sports getting underway, which is kind of crazy to think about as well. Um, but it does mean again that there's a lot going on. You're gonna want to check out Wisports.net as your daily destination for high school sports in the state of Wisconsin. Make sure you check out uh, the, the brackets and, and see if there's any changes because of weather as we move along here in the winter sports schedule. Another chance to remind everybody to help save lives on Wisconsin roads, please. The life you save might just be yours. Make the commitment to yourself and passengers that are with you by buckling up and putting the phone down every trip, every time. To find out more, take the pledge at wisconsindot.gov. Well, we will have another WSN podcast this week where we'll visit with Mark Miller to talk about the uh, last week of the boys' basketball season. And then next week, we'll have another podcast with Mark early in the week as we preview the boys' basketball playoffs. So we've got uh, a pretty rapid-fire uh, WSN podcast coming out three in, in seven or eight days here. So make sure you, uh, you follow us on your favorite podcast platform of choice. But that will do it for today. I am Travis Wilson. He's Norbert Durst. We'll see you at a game.